just gonna work it out if you let him. You just insisted on starting on that point. No, I'm gonna cut it whenever I need to cut it. Anyway. Right. It's not even the key. Anyway. (laughs) First off, that lady ain't that lady. My ears been popping, huh? That lady ain't talking no kind of key. Probably the atmosphere changing because the atmosphere is changing. But no, the atmosphere changing. But um, <laughs> because of the storm. Because of the storm. The storm out. <laughs> See, we can go anywhere with this. <laughs> no, I was, th- I was thinking out. I told the storm. Okay. So anyhow. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. To pass. <laughs> storm, you can't I can't. I can't do this tonight. I can't. I love the go away. <laughs> Like somebody wrote that down. Go away. <laughs> Command you to move today. Uh, Brandon. I was editing the note and I decided to do a voice note while I was telling the storm to pass. So I cannot. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um so So, how are you today? I am good. Um I'm good. That's good. That's good. How was uh, how was work? Don't be a jerk tonight. I'm not being a jerk. Okay, it was good. <laughs> see your face. They can't see your face, but I see your face. All right, so let's have, let's have some fun. So oh, no, I don't like having fun with you. Yes, you do. Why would you? Why would you lie? <laughs> why would you start that <laughs> off like why that? Why would you say that? <laughs> not when you have that face. No, because I just I just thought of something fun. So we both work in call centers, right? So let's just talk about like just fun things that you love at a call center. Oh, so, that's a joke. Okay. Right. So you know what I love? <laughs> you know what I love? I love when I say, hey, welcome. Thank you for calling such and such. Who am I speaking with? And they start with my ID number is. I can't. I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's just forget all the pleasantries I just tried to exchange. <laughs> And get into what you want. I try to remember that sometimes, depending, and you can tell like where they are, like where their mind is mm-hmm. by how they respond or how they started off. So right. they, they probably talked to a lot of people mm-hmm. or maybe they haven't and something is really wrong and they're just like, listen, I don't care nothing about that. I don't need to hear what a great day it is. I don't care. Take this ID <laughs> number and help right. me out. That's it. Like, you know? Right. No, there's that. But what's also funny, what I also was <clears throat> like, why do we do this? Is like, if I say something like, uh, how are you today? Mm-hmm. And they try to like chuckle and like make some sort of a weird joke. But it's like, I've heard all of the little corny things that you can say in response to how are you? Right. Or if I'm like, oh, can I help you with anything else? Unless you got the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. yeah, it was just a face that you made. You just gotta be nice, you know what I mean? And just I'm always nice. It's I know you it's know, just smile funny. through the phone and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, smile through the phone and stuff. Right. I, you know what? To be completely honest, I love being on the phone versus face to face. Because, but honestly, I do need to work on like my face because sometimes, like my manager's always like, I love your tone. Like you just. Mm. Like, you just have that, like, ideal tone for the mm. phone. Like, on every call, you're just... I'm like, bruh, if you could see my face on some of these calls... Yeah, like, no, I, I could never I do mean, face-to-face. No. Like, like, even in my business, right? right? Like, I, I'm kind of weary on Skype calls mm-hmm. because it's just like, as I process information, my face reacts. Even if I haven't had time to be like, hey, don't don't react that way, face. Right. It's just bad. <laughs> What is that? What movie? Oh, you're sorry, doing? my neck and my ears are still popping. Oh, well, I, I can assure you that we're on the ground. Well, we're on the third floor. It is so, but it's been doing that earlier today. I don't know what causes that. I don't either. It's interesting. Kind of scared to Google it. Anyways. All right. Well, I guess we've uh, we've had enough fun. Oh wait, no, you didn't say what you liked about call centers. Got, I don't got, like it either. You got <laughs> <laughs> to pick one thing. Oh my goodness! What's your favorite thing to come across? Like, all right, guys. Mm, there are so many. I'm just struggling to find the one that just I don't know fills me with joy. I don't know. Um. Oh wait, I do. Mm. I love uh-huh. <laughs> the ones that call. 
and they ask you a million questions or give you a million commands, but do not close their mouth long enough for you to give them the answers that they're demanding that you give them. Yeah. So why are you on the phone? (laughs) I just, I mean, I'm fine. If I'm fine, just sitting here collecting my money and just listening to you go on and on for the next 10 minutes. However, I have the answer you've been begging me for, for the last 10. Right. And you try to start answering. They go, because I'm like, like, all right. And so at that point I try to, I'm like, okay, you know what? They need to get this out because the only reason why someone does that in any situation, call center, sister to sister, a brother to their friend, whatever, is when they feel like someone's not listening. Like if right. you if you feel like you have to either cut someone off or not allow them to speak like or get a word in. It's because I don't feel like I've been I'm being heard. Mm. So at that point, like when I slow myself down, I remember that Mm. I'm like, you know what? Somebody in customer service or somebody in this department, unfortunately, didn't listen to them and they didn't resolve the issue the first time. That's why they're calling back. Mm. So let me go ahead and let them get it out, even though I already know what it is. I already know that they're enrolled. Everything is fine. They reprocess the claim. You're good to go. But I, you just need this time to get it out. And it's not costing me nothing but time. Mm. And I got to be here till five anyway. So mm. run up the bill. That's right. fine. <laughs> Unless it costs me my lunch break. That's when I get upset. Well, I mean, well, for me, that definitely is a thing. Because if I don't take it by, well, in our department, you can only take it between certain times. Right. So if you don't take it by a certain time, you can't take it. Right. That'd be a rough day. Yes. But anyway. I think we've, we've taken this far enough. Yeah, we could go on. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about today? It's a great question. Um, no, so <laughs> we are talking about how to maintain intimacy um, in your career, like while you're climbing the corporate ladder or building your business or you've been promoted or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we we had we had a conversation a few weeks ago about um entrepreneurship and marriage mm-hmm. right just and a lot of that conversation was about like emotionally and even logistically preparing for one or both spouses to embark on this journey of trying to build a business what is that going to look like and what mm-hmm. things should we discuss right right and i think we hit a lot of themes there that we're going to kind of touch back on a little bit today. Mm -hmm. But in this ongoing series we've been in about maintaining intimacy in all these different areas of your lives together, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, the career journey is one of those. Um, You know, some people aspire to reach great heights in the corporate arena, right? Others do aspire to build businesses, but in either situation, You've got a husband, you've got a wife, and you've got to tend to their needs first in a lot of those times. Yeah. Right. And so it's very easy with corporate aspirations, right? Like I remember working a sales job and like just how demanding that was. It's very easy for your time to be super consumed with all the needs and demands of your job. Yeah. The same for growing a business. And it can bleed over into your marriage, Mm -hmm. right? And so what we want to talk about today is just how you maintain that closeness that we've been talking about the last few weeks, even when you're trying to do something as taxing as growing your career, uh, climbing the corporate ladder or building a business. Right. Um, so we're going to go through like the business, I guess. Mm-hmm for lack of a better term, but business side of things first. And then we're going to give you guys some practical steps on how to maintain that closeness, that intimacy. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So we're going to lay the framework for like how you guys actually go about making this decision and, you know, all the things you need to consider and how you need to communicate, you know, what you're trying to do with your spouse. Um, And then as, after we get through the logistics and emotion of everything, that's what we talk about. Okay, let's bring it back home with this closeness and how we can inject some of that into life. Right. Gotcha. So we are going to start off with 
Um, I just, I have notes. Surprise, guys, I have notes. <laughs> I haven't had notes in a while. Y'all know how I do. I'll just be like, oh, let's talk about that. Let's say that. And that's how we get on these tangents. And then it's just like back to the yellow brick road. But I um, put some notes together. And this is going to be the theme for the rest of our podcast because that's actually just how I function better. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm talking to Brandon, it's so easy to just kind of throw the notes in my like organized side out the mm-hmm. window because it's him and we're just talking so it's fine yeah. it's how my brain processes it but then i'm like wait we're doing a podcast and can they follow like what we're <laughs> right it's just funny because i don't necessarily like following any kind of logical order mm-hmm. and so we, i think we balance each other well yeah in that way <laughs> yeah because when i get like overly like okay and then this is number one number two and then right. he'll be like okay it doesn't have to be like right. one two three <laughs> right. right so yes we do balance each other out very well okay so the first one that i have um i just called it when they're still deciding or when you're still deciding um so basically this is like um someone's been offered a promotion or you are thinking about building your own business let's say you are already working full-time mm-hmm. and you're like you know what i would like to quit or work part-time mm-hmm. and i would like to start this business or i would like to keep my full-time job and start this business we're not going to go through every single scenario but you kind of get the gist right. they're still deciding what they want to do as far as their career is concerned right. um, we're going to talk about what things you guys would need to talk about um before just making a final decision right So let's set the scene. Let's set the stage for this conversation, right? So, you know, you go through your dating phase, courting, whatever, right? You get engaged, get married. And for a little while, there's this honeymoon period, right? You actually go on the honeymoon or you postpone it, whatever, right? But there's that period where you're just kind of feeling that high, that just married high, Mm -hmm. right? And for a little while, That feels like the destination. Like, we've arrived, we're married, (laughs) all the people, like, wherever we go are like, oh, you're so cute, right? Like, that's our life right now. Yeah. Right? And that sustains us for a little while until we realize that all we really did was move in together and join lives. Yeah. But we still have life to live. Mm-hmm. Right. And so once the initial high of I achieved one goal, I got married, wears off. Now you're looking at some of those other goals that you may have had. Yeah. Right. And that's where that itch starts to come in. Like, OK, but what do I want to do while I'm on the planet? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and for some people, they have that those goals well before they get married right but like i said in our experience our experience was that i had goals you had goals but we were both just kind of like "Ooh, we're married this is cool right right and so we kind of set the goals aside for a little bit mm-hmm. and then when we by the time we brought them back it was like wait you're trying to do what now mm-hmm. huh. so, so i mean i think that you have some of these conversations and we did um, prior to marriage but let's be realistic things change Things could change with your job. Um, Unfortunately, Brandon's mom worked somewhere for over 20 years and um, they laid her off. Right. So um, she's not married right now. Um, She's probably like, I ain't going to be married. Anyway, she's not. (laughs) That is so your mom. But um, (laughs) I love her so much. But um, she's not married right now. But I'm saying if there was someone else in the picture, that would be a conversation. Can you even imagine after more than 20 years of working someplace, you're like a hair away from retiring mm-hmm. and you're having to have a conversation like, what do we do now? Right. You know what I mean? Um, so at that point, it may be a thing of, well, that's it for me. I'm going to just come home and cut my losses or, you know, whatever. Right. So we're not going to talk about that part specifically. <laughs> but <laughs> right. my point is, was not necessarily the coming home after you've been laid off but just the fact that things things change change. so you can't just count on and i'm not trying to be pessimistic at all so i hope no one takes it that way we definitely you know think the best um you know of ourselves and you guys as well and we hope the best for you guys and ourselves Mm -hmm. but just being realistic and being responsible you have to plan for these things and not just financially, but emotionally and having these conversations and communicating effectively. So things 
go as smoothly as they can. Right. Yeah. I mean, not to scare mm-hmm. anyone. We were just talking about this news mm-hmm. item today. Yeah. Right. The uh, the stock market and the bond market did this scary thing that typically predicts a recession coming, mm-hmm. which economists have been talking about a recession coming for a little while. There's been all sorts of stuff going on with rates and interest rates. And are they mm-hmm. the, the Fed going to cut interest rates? Are they not? Right. They didn't cut them enough. Whatever. My point is, right, <laughs> we're we're looking at a situation where it could be as bad or as worse or, or worse than or it as was. Worse. Don't do mm-hmm. that. Sorry. It could be as bad or worse <laughs> than it was in like 08, 09 when everything just kind of crashed. Right. Mm. Um, gosh, that was almost 10 years ago. But oh. anyway. The point is, jobs were hard to come by at that mm-hmm. point. A lot of stuff was going on at that point, right? Yeah. And you know what's interesting is, and this is this is that tangent, but uh, and we promise after this we'll get started. <laughs> so, but no, you know I've been seeing a lot today, like because um, I'm in a lot of like entrepreneurship groups on Facebook, yeah. And so a lot of people are like, mm-hmm, the economy's about to crash. Some people about to get laid off. Y'all should have started y'all's businesses, right? And for one, like. There are some valid points to that, right? Like, you can't always rely on your job. Yeah, that's very true. That is true. Can't rely on anything but God. But anyway. Right, right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Only do it. No, but. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) But, I mean, and I don't know if anyone who's listening to this, this even applies to. But I just Mm -hmm. have to say, because it bothered me, right? Um just because you can't rely on a job does not necessarily mean you can rely on yourself in business either. Amen. Right. Like everyone is not meant to be an entrepreneur. And just because you're an entrepreneur does not mean you're not going to face hardship. Right. Right. It's just in a different form. Yes. Like, especially for people like me, right? Like I run a creative business and for most people, music is treated as a luxury. Right. So in times where the economy tightens up, businesses like mine are the first to dry up, Mm -hmm. right? Because people aren't going to spend money on things they don't need. So to advise someone like me, oh, quit your job and start a business and just ride that out for the recession, you might end up homeless, right? Right. So that was a quick aside, but it was timely with the conversation we were having. So Mm -hmm. now, anyway, the point that you were making, right? Things change, right? Things just ain't the same for gangsters. And the song but anyway <laughs> so things change and you know you may be in a situation where now it's important to you to build a business or now mm-hmm. it's important to you to treat your career with more passion than you did before yeah to set your family up for better things in the future right and so now you've got to come to a decision because you guys are used to living life one way. Mm-hmm. And this decision that you're about to make is going to change your family's dynamic one way or another. Right. And so how are we going about making this decision? Right. Okay. So first, um, <clears throat> when you guys are having these quote unquote meetings, it may feel and look um more like a uh, a budget meeting than a date night. But anyway, so you want to start this off with prayer. Um, if you remember, sometimes we forget, but it's really important. And it doesn't have to be anything long, but just so that you set the tone for the meeting and that you remember, it really helps for us, if nothing else, to keep us focused on the fact that everything that we do should be okayed by God first, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just keeps us focused on the right thing. So you want to pray about it together. And then the first thing you want to do is do the math um, and ask yourselves the question, how will this affect our money? Um, and so you'll just have that hard conversation and say, hey, so you said you want to quit your job and you want to start your own business. So what does this look like for the mortgage? What does this look like? you know, for the utilities and everything else. I mean, you know, you've, we've already laid the groundwork as far as the budget is concerned. So you've done that part. So you should, it should be easier to just go in, Mm -hmm. take numbers in or take numbers in, take numbers out, (laughs) plug numbers in. Uh I'm doing the you, but anyway, (laughs) take numbers in, take numbers out or plug them in and Uh see, okay, how will this affect us? Um, And then ask yourselves, are we willing to commit to that venture? 
for the long-term goal. If one, if one person is like, Hey, I know it's going to be tight for a few. If you see that on the budget, you're not in the negative anywhere, but it's, it's kind of tight for a little bit. Are you willing to make that sacrifice, both of you and commit to it being tight for a little bit? If there's a promise of a bigger return or like everything's going to even out at a certain point, Mm -hmm. that's a decision that you guys will have to pray about and decide together. Right. And I remember when we were dating, we were not yet engaged, but for some reason we like met with your parents at this restaurant. Do you remember this? Yes. And I don't remember like I had notes. That's I don't that's how serious whatever the conversation was, but mm-hmm. I don't remember what started the meeting. But anyway, we met up to the, I guess just to discuss our future yes. as a couple, right? And so this was the point where we kind of decided, like, okay, well, we're going to get married, even yes. if I haven't proposed yet. Yes. Right. And I remember so, that. And my dad, um, he smiled, and then he laughed. He was like, well, I guess you guys are engaged then. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, technically, yes. I mean, we had already decided. He'd asked me, and I was like, of course, and that was it. Right. So, but anyway, so at that meeting, we were just kind of talking about, okay, like, you know what? I think it was just, like, one of those last premarital counseling type things like a checkup meeting yeah but anyway so we're at that meeting we're just kind of going over some of the the stuff that you would do later on in premarital counseling i think we had put off like the last session because we were nowhere near engaged at that point yeah so anyway um but one of the questions that we asked was okay well what are you trying to do like with your life right like um, because at that time you were still considering like getting a degree in something or whatever Mm mm-hmm and so it's like, okay, so these next few years, what are they going to look like for you guys? Well, yeah. Ashley may be in school. I'm going to be working on a business. Like, I remember the question that was raised was, well, Ashley, are you okay? Like, are you comfortable being the primary breadwinner if he's got to build a business for a little bit? Right. So just like these really practical questions that we had to ask ourselves and each other. Right. And I'm really glad that we had, you know, those advisors mm-hmm. to tell us to point to point us to ask those questions right because mm-hmm. i wouldn't think about none of that i was like oh i got a job she got a job we're good <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah so you know and it, it's it's not even just like oh i want to you know i'm gonna work more hours at my job or i'm gonna build a business right something may happen and you're like you know what i hate what i do every day i work in this call center I would love to be a lawyer, but now I got to study and go to law school. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember when I decided to go to grad school, that was a thing. Mm -hmm. We had to have these conversations. Right. And so in those conversations, you realize, okay, this is going to affect us financially. Right. Um, If I got to go to law school, I got to pay for law school. Am I taking out loans? How are we paying back those loans? Right. Right. Um, And. You know, am I going to have to cut back on hours at my job, right, in order to take classes? And how much are those hours going to cost, right? Like, those are the conversations that you want to have when you're like, okay, I want to make a career change. Mm -hmm. Right? I was talking to one of our friends because I locked my keys in my car Friday. (laughs) Thanks for being there, Alicia. (laughs) Right. So that was crazy. But anyway. Right. So we're talking about um, student loans mm-hmm. and just everything Lord. that comes with those. Ugh. And But she was talking about how she went back to school at a time where it was just like, I mean, jobs were hard to come by anyway. And in that situation, you know, refund checks are easy to get. So let's just go to school and survive on these refund checks, right? Yeah. But then you got to pay those refund checks back, right? Yeah. So we have to have conversations about what this really means yeah not like how is it just going to affect me tomorrow but what's it going to like for the next 10 years of our lives because i went from a seemingly manageable student loan number to owing the government a range rover right like (laughs) and so you're like what am i going to do with this right so yeah how's it going to affect us financially exactly and then um, you're going to assess like how it affects you guys emotionally. And if you have children, you're going to have to, depending on their age, assess how it affects them emotionally as well. And that's not saying if they're two that it doesn't affect them at all. 
but there may need to be more conversation if they're 12. Um, so you need to ask each other, okay, what if we decide to postpone this venture? Let's say, um, and I was just using this as an example earlier, but let's say you have a kid that they're in their last year of daycare. You're like, next year they start school. Praise God. So can you wait until we don't have this daycare bill? How will that affect uh, he or she emotionally? How will that affect you? Will you feel guilty? Mm -hmm. Will you carry that until the child starts school? And you guys may just need to pray through and talk through that, not necessarily say, well, we won't postpone it because if it makes sense to postpone it, then you don't want to just say, oh, well, we're not going to do that because he or she feels right. like, you know, you take that to God and you need to be mature and responsible and talk that out and just say, OK, well, let's talk about how you're feeling. And am I doing something that's making you feel that way? Or is this something that we just need to walk out? Should we go talk to somebody, get counseling or whatever the case may be? Right. And I mean, this is a long I mean, this is one point in a long list of points that we have. So I don't, I don't want to gloss over it. Right. But I know we got other things to talk about, but that is an important point that you just made. Right. Like this, this whole conversation about emotions, Mm -hmm. because emotions are usually just an indicator of other things that are going on. Yes. And if we're not careful, if we don't check our emotions, if we can't articulate our emotions correctly, then we start acting out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see it. uh, It's easiest to see like in toddlers. Mm-hmm. Right. A toddler doesn't know how to say, you know, you hurt my feelings or something. <laughs> right. right? So they might just say you, you, you're not my friend and stomp away mm-hmm. or they might hit you with a Lego or something. Right. Like whatever toddlers mm-hmm. do to right. get attention because they can't communicate. Even babies, they just cry. Right. Right. With adults, we've developed these crazy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that and our brains are so powerful that we react to things before we've even understood ourselves that things have happened yes right and so it is really important and we we talk about this a lot but for you guys to develop uh an open line of communication right where we're not talking about you know the behavior we're talking about the source of the behavior right so um and we talked about this last week we talked about you know how i felt emotionally when we couldn't move Mm -hmm. right because moving out of this city was a career goal that I had or was for a career goal that I had Mm -hmm. right and so when she says okay how's this going to affect you emotionally you have to think about like what does postponing my dream so to speak mean to me Mm -hmm. right and am I mature enough to accept that a postponement is not a cancellation right and depending on where you are in that decision or in that on that spectrum is how you guys are going to come to the decision of when you're going to go after X, Y and Z opportunity. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, it's so important that you guys learn to communicate with each other so that you can understand what the person is feeling. Yeah. You know what your spouse is feeling and so that you can be the support in that way so that you can reaffirm them. Right. Right. Look, I'm all I'm down for you. Right. I support your vision. I understand that you want to be a lawyer. I want you to be a lawyer, too. I'm just saying that if we can do it here instead of here, we won't have so much of a fallout in these other areas. Right. I think one thing um, that has helped me along the way, too, is just being um, clear with the questions that I ask. Mm -hmm. So I used to and I mean, I do it sometimes now, but not when it's like a serious conversation. I need answers. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is to the males and the females. If because when those emotions are high, sometimes we can do things like, well, that's stupid. Why do you want to do that? That doesn't even make sense. Right. Instead of saying that, because what you want to know is, let's say they say, I want to be, um, I'm just using something really random, guys. I want to be a race car driver. And you're just like, I ain't heard nothing about no race cars since I've known you. Right. So you don't want to just come out with the facial expressions or the comments that makes them feel less than. Right. So what you need to do is be careful with your words and say something like, that's interesting. That sounds like it would be fun, but I've never heard you talk about that before. What made that come up? Mm-hmm. And let them 
and let give them the time to express like why that's something that they're all of a sudden you know to you interested in or why the push is there right um or it may just be timing they may you guys may have just had a conversation and you're like well i thought they were good where they were that's another thing so (laughs) if you guys have had a conversation before and your spouse has said oh no i'm good where i am i'm gonna stay here for another 10 years and let's say hopefully this is not the case but you're just like excited because you're like whoo good I am good when I feel financially secure. So stay there for another 10 years, make that money. That's a good check. Great. Do what you need to do. And then all of a sudden they are like, actually, I really am sick of my job and I can't stand it. And you're just like, what do you mean? And it's really just you feeling like that security is about to be taken. Uh, What do you mean? You want to leave this job that we just talked about. You were going to stay at for 10 years. Right. So you have to watch your emotions. Stay calm. And just say, okay, and then be honest. Mm -hmm. You need to say, which I wish I did the first time. Okay, this is what you just told me is shocking. And I'm feeling like my financial security is being taken. I don't want you to feel like I don't care about your desires and your dreams. Mm -hmm. So just help me understand what you see for yourself and why this job or this venture is so important to you. Right. And then you can go from there. So you're not just stomping all over what they just told you. Right. And they're just thinking, what is jerk? Won't even listen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I mean, that reminded me of a situation we went through earlier on, you know, when you were, you know, kind of plotting out your career path. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, When we got together, we started dating, you were working in like a financial institution. Yeah. Right. Um, I think you were making anyway. A lot. Right. You were making <laughs> you were making plenty, right? <laughs> and I remember that was one of the draws to me, or not really a draw, but one of the boxes I checked off. Like, mm-hmm. okay, she makes this much, so if I need to do X, Y, and Z, her income is enough to carry whatever. And right? I had my own apartment. Yeah, you had your own apartment, all And everything, so, yeah. So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, if I need to lay low, if I need to make a little bit less, Mm -hmm. for now, I can do that. Yeah. Right? Well, a few months before we got married, (laughs) right, you decided, you know, I want to switch careers, Mm -hmm. right? And you went from, like, one amount (laughs) to maybe half that amount. Way less than half. Sheesh. Yeah, I man. remember. That's what happens when you decide to go into childcare, right? Woo! It was way less than that. And so, you know, and in that moment, I decided, okay, cool. Well, I mean, I'm still making plenty, yeah. so I'll support her in this way, right? And then what happened later on was that you were like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to do something else, right? And what I didn't have at that time was the patience yeah. to help support you emotionally through Mm -hmm. the what decision am I going to make phase yeah I was so used to having things planned out like okay I want to be this let's put in the work Mm -hmm. right and I remember feeling like okay we keep starting over why are we starting over we're never Mm going to get anywhere and I want to and I don't well I can't say that but if you we may have people that are not yet married or whatever Mm -hmm. but if you find yourself in a situation where you marry someone um that does not have a degree or specifically they have a child or they had a child younger and that maybe hindered them from getting their degree or whatever that's Mm -hmm. the situation that i was in and we've since talked about this and everything but what i didn't realize i was going through was i um when i had leia at that time i which It was incredible to watch. It was almost like an out-of-body experience myself go through this. But I just went into full mommy mode, which I didn't even know I had a mommy mode. Right. But it was just as soon as I was pregnant, I was like, I got to do this, got to do that. And so everything else was like, I didn't even think about it. It was just, it has to stop. I can't go to college right now. I can't, whatever. I've got to take care of her. I even tried to do college. So I have, have quite a few credits, but... I mean, not a bachelor's yet. So um, anyways, but I didn't finish. And so what was happening was I was at the stage that you usually are when 
I'm assuming like you're in college or right at the tail end and trying to go figure out or whatever. Mm. But I get, didn't get to do that because I had a child. Right. And so, um, you know, that's one thing that I wish I would have known was happening to me because mm. I was frustrated with myself because I could see how much he was frustrated. And I was like, OK, I've done this. I've worked at this bank and I've worked in childcare, and, right. you know, now I'm doing something else. And I'm like, ah, what do I want to do? Like, right. what am I trying to? whatever and right. I then I finally realized I'm like okay and I finally prayed about it okay this is what's happening because I never took the time or had the time to take to figure this out because it was literally just get whatever money you can and take care of your child it right. wasn't oh what do I want to do it was like who is hiring I don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting I've never processed it that way until you just said it oh really right like I <laughs> like now it all makes sense right because in that time the way your brain processed it is like oh I'm just changing my major mm-hmm. right but what was yeah. happening was okay you're changing jobs yes you're changing salaries yeah you're changing our lifestyle yes right right but for you it's just like huh maybe basket weaving i'll try that class right Right. and i didn't even in the moment know that's what was happening right i just would get into something i would do it for a while and then i'm like this is horrible i have to do something else like you know right and And so now i'm in a place where it's not like i don't think there's any well i won't say that but (laughs) i'm not at like a oh my gosh i could stay here for a million years Mm. but honestly if i was here for there for another 10 Mm. i would not be mad yeah and i mean and see that's funny though because because again i processed it like coming into the relationship Mm -hmm. i'm like oh good she's got all this stuff set up already Mm -hmm. she knows what she wants she's got her little five-year plan Mm -hmm. right up whatever right I was not prepared for you to change your five-year plan. Yeah. That is funny. (laughs) But that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you get married to someone, they've got something going on already. Right? But what happens when life decides to change that? Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, as long as as they're not coming home saying something scandalous, right? You know? Anyway. But I may come home tomorrow (laughs) and be like, you know, I really want to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And you may have reservations about that because police officers aren't getting the best press right now. And it's a dangerous job. Yeah. You know, so many, so many different areas we can tackle this in. But I want to kind of transition this cop, this conversation out of we don't have to do it right now. I'm just saying we're going to get less of, OK, I want to be a supportive spouse and more into how do we make this work right in the context of our marriage. Go ahead. Um, so one thing I thought about, we touched on it was just, um, I use the example of, you know, what if little Johnny's about to go to school next year? Let's wait until we don't have the daycare bill type thing. Um, but then there's also, sorry, um, there's also (laughs) what if you guys should be talking about before you get married, but if you don't have kids right now, now is the time to talk about when we have children, Mm -hmm. what's the plan? Right. Because that is going to greatly affect the career as well or right. your ability to switch or do whatever. Brandon and I have already talked about this, y'all. We've already t- talked about this at great length, right. <laughs> what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to make sure you don't want you get to the point where it's like, oh, there are children. So now what? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Because right. you can be in a really dark situation if you have not either saved up money or you're like, OK, here's the plan. If you want to have kids right now, you need to stay at this job for another five to seven years because we're going to have to pay for daycare or I'm going to have to come home or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, so just wanted to throw that in there. You should be talking about kids and daycare. That is a very important conversation to have. Right. And I know it seems like because there's always somebody that's just like, oh, we'll talk about it. Right. No, you need to talk. Not just are we going to have them. How are we going to pay for these little crumb snatchers? Talk about it. <laughs> right. And again, so we're, we're, we're assessing the finances of the situation, mm-hmm. but we're also assessing our emotions. Yes. Right. If I growing up always wanted to have kids by a certain age and then I find out, oh, well, we got these career goals standing in the way of that. You know, that may affect me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right. So, again, keep that communication open and, you know. Because as much as we can talk about these decisions as if they're a business, your marriage isn't a business. Right. There are times where you can have conversations that may feel like a business meeting, but you're two people. 
with spirits and emotions. Right. Right. Y'all have to reconcile those. Yes. So um, the next thing I was going to say is also ask how it's going to affect the household. Yeah. Um, if you guys have a routine and it's going to really throw that off, you need to talk about how you're going to fill in the gaps. If one person, um, let's say you have a stay at home mom and she takes care of the kids till dad gets home or stay at home dad, because that happens. Surprise. Mm-hmm. And mom gets home. And she takes second shift, but then she's like, you know what? I want to change careers, so I'm not going to be here at night to help you out. Right. How are we going to fill in that gap? So we're not going to go dive deep into that because we got to keep moving. But yeah. you want to make sure you hit on that. If there are going to be responsibilities that are left open, mm-hmm. um, you want to make sure that you know who's going to fill that. Are you going to call your sister to come help you? Do you guys need to hire a part-time nanny? That's going to be another expense. Right. So you need to talk about that as well. Right. Like, what if I'm traveling a lot for my job? Right. You know. Um, who's going to be there to help? Or what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Um, are there any alternatives? Um, let's say you're like, you know what? We can't go with the exact plan that you want to do, but maybe we can tweak it a little bit. Mm. What are those alternatives going to be? Um, one example may be downsizing your home. You're like, you know what? We have a guest room right now, but we haven't seen guests in a few years. So why don't we just get a smaller place so we can save that money um, so you can go ahead and go back to school or whatever the case may be um, or a part time job until things pick up. If one person is saying, well, I want to go to school and you're like, that's great, but you have a full time job. So what about going to school and can you work part time until you know, you get out or whatever the case may be. And then we can do it that way. Right. And you might have to work part time and I might have to Uber deliver pizzas or something. Right. We might both have to do a lot to make this happen. It depends on what you're willing to do. If you say that you're for this venture, you guys need to make sure that you're outlining exactly what that means and what the responsibilities of each party is going to be. Right. Um, Number four, which we're not even going by numbers, but (laughs) you want to talk it out with someone who's done it. Okay. Don't, don't just be like, well, there we go. All right. Praise God. Amen. And then just, no, please talk to somebody that's done it and say, so what did you guys do? What do you think? Let them know what your plan is, what your ideas are. And then um, they will hopefully be honest with you and say, "Mm, that don't sound quite right. Or sounds good. Go with it. You know? Right. So all of this is while we're deciding whether or not we want to move forward with this venture, this, you know, career enhancement, whatever it's going to be. Yes. Um, And of course, to round it all out, just like we said at the beginning, make sure you pray about it. Take it to God. Yes. You know, Um, now we're going to move on to you've already decided or you're already in it. So you're currently working or they've already been promoted or what have you. mm -hmm. Um, So you want to do an emotional check in. Like, how is the work schedule affecting your spouse is that where you wanted to go or no yeah no i mean we we kind of we kind of hit on this we did we kind of hit on all of them didn't we yeah we did we did um but basically what this we're talking about this phase where you've already decided what you want to do and maybe Mm -hmm. you had those preliminary conversations and those were all well and good yeah right but you know if you know like i know Things are just different once you get into it. Right. You know, like you and I talked a number of times about me um, running a business of my own. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when it was time for me to actually do it, it it just felt really different. Right. So we've got to have these check ins because it's like, OK, look, you're gone. I mean, even if you're in the house with me, you're emotionally and physically unavailable to me six out of seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Right. And that makes me feel some type of way. And we need to address that. Yeah. You know, so I don't think we need to go through each of these. I think we've already hit on everything to be completely honest. Do you have any more advice to add on that before we jump into the practical steps? Yeah. I think, you know, again, once you get into the thick of things, it may feel different to you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. I think what we do is, especially me, I'm a guy and I can be pretty administrative. Right. So, naturally to me if we've discussed something now i'm just executing that thing Mm -hmm. until i hear otherwise but then if you bring me like oh this is my concern now my natural reaction is well you weren't concerned about that before like just chill out we're working the plan right but 
you can't do that in a marriage, you know, like that, that can't be your response. Yeah. So, you know, you guys have to be open to continuing to meet each other's emotional needs and even not just emotionally, but logistically and supporting your spouse in whatever way they may need support. Mm-hmm. Right. Like maybe she had a bad week. Right. So if I expected her to do laundry while I'm over at night school or whatever I'm doing. Right. And I come home and the laundry's not done. I'm giving a little grace or maybe I do some laundry. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so much of this is give and take and it is not going to go according to your plan. Right. You know, so that, that's really all I can really or that's all I'm going to add to this conversation. You know, when you're in the thick of things. Yeah. So now we're going to move to the practical steps, which I know you guys have been anxiously awaiting. Right. Um, so these are things that you can do. And this is based on our experience, based on some feedback we got from other couples mm-hmm. um, of how to just keep things all hot and bothered. Well, maybe not hot and bothered, but no. <laughs> not messing. But no, we were. <laughs> What's another? <laughs> no, we were. <laughs> I mean, I was being funny, but I you know, know how I to know. keep you guys close. I, right. <laughs> And, you know, we've been talking so much about logistics and emotions and stuff, right? But remember, the point of this conversation is how do we stay close even while we're going for these goals and these dreams that at times don't necessarily feel like they include each other? Right. Right. Like if I'm going to law school, that's fine. I know Ashley supports me, but Ashley's not a lawyer. Right. Right. Ashley's not going to come home and go over penal codes with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, she may help me like with the flashcards or something, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go home with her and have a conversation about the courtroom. And it's going to be the same conversation. Right. Right. So as you're going for these things and it, this, I feel like this happens more in your career than anywhere else, you have the potential to lose that person, not like lose them. They're going somewhere, but I work in the music industry, right? If I come home and talk to Ashley about, yeah, man, I was running this campaign and da da da, I was so mad. The CPMs just didn't make sense. And Ashley's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? And in those situations, I may be frustrated because who knows? There might be somebody in my office that can talk this, speak this language with me, mm-hmm. right? And so now we have an emotional disconnect. You and I, because you're not speaking my language and this is what I'm doing eight hours a day or more. Mm -hmm. Right. So how do we, you know, leave these separate worlds that we have and come together and stay close even when we have to go back out into separate worlds? Yes. And before we get into that really quickly, um, when I don't remember what year, you're going to knock that thing over. You're freaking me out. Oh, it's all good. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. <laughs> he has a light thing behind. What is it? A, a... Uh, softbox. Anyways, right, that thing. But uh, so I don't remember what year this was, but I was working from 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. Yes. And Brandon was working a regular 9 to 9 5. To 5. Mm-hmm. So guess when we saw each other? <laughs> you guessed it, never. So. <laughs> I mean, I saw you when I woke up, to be fair. You just didn't see me. Yeah. So anyways, my point was just that we know, okay, we did that for a a while too. So, so we, so this advice that we're giving a lot of it, um, is because it was something that we had to do Mm -hmm. to remain intimate with one another. Yeah. Um, so we know we talking about was my point. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. Or like, I remember when I was Ubering, Mm -hmm. right. Like I would come home, I might say, what's up? I might eat a little bit and then nine o'clock I'm back out. Yep. Right. And that was like every weekend. Yep. And then I'd be asleep during the day. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd be at church half sleep. Yes. But we'd spend that time together, quote unquote. And that was it. Yeah. We, um, this was when I guess I had gotten laid off and then you got laid off right after me or something. Was that the same time? It, no. So we, we were never laid off at the same time. It was no, like, but I'm saying like, I was laid off. Oh, I didn't say that right. I was laid off and then I got a job, but then you got laid off right after me. Right. It was just that the money just was like there and then it wasn't. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. So, we discovered Uber, which, thank God, that was a blessing mm-hmm. because it really helped to soften the blow. Yes. Right. But, um, 
Yeah, it was difficult because we only had one car. So it's not like I could Uber while she was at work. Yep. I was Ubering when she got back. Yep. It was rough. So it was. So again, we just know what we're talking about. We do. We, we are do. young, but we know what we talk about. Okay. So yeah, well, how how can we <laughs> how can we keep this flame lit and stay close? It's even lit. When we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> even when we feel like we're worlds apart in those ways. Okay. So depending on your personality type, just pick one of these. But we have love notes. Um, Brandon is amazing at those. Um, he only writes them to me. Sorry. That's true. But. <laughs> He is great at love notes and they always make me make me feel really special. So you can do like the written ones or if you want to do like a text. I know some of y'all love texting emojis and all that. Like, just do it. Just go all out. And and it doesn't have to be like Shakespeare or anything. No. We're not not writing four page letters. No. But I mean, it could be something as simple as like a post-it note in your lunchbox. Yeah. Right. Or. Um, a thinking of you text, right? Like, yeah. if I know you're going on break at a certain time every day, I can just set an alarm in my phone and say, oh, text Ashley. Yes. And then I'll take a few seconds. If you have an iPhone, you have no excuse. Sorry. Or or any phone. Uh, I don't know if they all have that. It depends on what kind of phone you have. I guess that's true. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've been team iPhone forever, so. Right. Um, but I, if you have an iPhone, ladies and gentlemen, you have no excuse. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, you can do something small like that, yeah. right? It's these little things, the little things you do that show how much you really care, babe. <laughs> <laughs> You're so corny. Okay, um, we also have mini dates depending on your work schedule. So the mini dates could be car ride conversations. Yeah. I know I don't want you guys to think or we don't want you guys to think of a date as like, oh, it has to be like five hours. Because if your schedule <clears throat> is like what ours was and you only see each other when they have to come to your job to pick up the car or whatever. Right. Like you're going to have to do something right. or they come to your job for lunch. Actually, that's one thing we have brunch, lunch or dinner, depending on your schedule. Mm-hmm. So that's like an hour. Right. But those are many dates. Um, yeah. I mean, and we, sorry. No, you're good. I mean, we covered date night on the first episode of mm-hmm. the series. Right. Um, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the. All right. Look, we're going to Olive Garden. I got a babysitter. I'm going to wear this and we're going to be there for a little while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like you said, it's we're using what we call found time. Right. Like things that I will be doing anyway. Let's just do those with each other. Yes. She's cooking dinner. Maybe if I'm usually sitting watching TV while she's cooking dinner, I'll go in and cook dinner with her. Yeah. Or sit in the kitchen with her while she's doing it. Right. Right. And we're not saying that you have to do it every single time because we definitely are aware of those times where you're like, I'm just beat. Right. And I just want to sit here and just close my eyes and relax. Right. Or whatever, and your spouse will understand that hopefully as well. Right. Just make sure that that communication is clear, um, and you can do that two, three times out of the week, and that's that's a great start. Yeah. So yeah, mini dates are awesome. Um, we also have, and this is not saying that you have to do it. This is just an idea. We do it not all the time, but we do it often. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because I don't. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, I do because I'm not on social media anymore, but um, no social media in bed. So when you come to bed, I know there are some people that don't have like a television in their bed, but usually your phone is right by your side. And that's where you can kind of get hung up because you're on your phone. You're on Facebook. Your spouse is trying to talk to you, tell you about tell them or tell you about their day. And you are on Facebook liking a photo. So maybe have a rule. It doesn't have to be a hard rule. Again, we're not checking y'all phone. I don't care what y'all doing. But I mean, if that's something that you want to bite off of, great. Y'all can do that and say, hey, honey, um, you know, from this time to this time or at eight o'clock, let's get to bed and no social media while we're in bed. Only emergencies. Right. And then you guys talk, play cards, watch a show, something. Right. I mean, again, right. If you have iPhones, we all have the do not disturb feature and we can actually set certain people as favorites. So if this person calls, the phone's going to ring regardless. Yeah. So you can have that peace of mind. Like, okay, an important client's not going to call. Uh, or I'm not going to miss that call. Or yeah. my mom, I'm not going to miss my mom's call. Right. Just put the phone away and have some fun with your spouse. Yes. Um, pick a show. So if you're into television or if you have a show 
that you both enjoy you can do that and usually shows come on like any particular show once a week Mm -hmm. for an hour or less Um, and so that's something small that you may be able to commit to again it really depends on your work schedule but you can say you know what I'm not really feeling all the other options, but I would love to watch the show with you. We both enjoy the show. Let's do that together and talk about it or whatever. Right. An hour a week. You can do it. Right. Like when we were dating, we only really saw each other one day a week. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things we did. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we had a show and it was okay. You can't watch this without me and Mm -hmm. vice versa. So Saturday night, we're going to watch this show after we eat dinner or whatever. Yeah. And it's just something to look forward to. It's fun. Yes. Um, all right. And then the last one I have is sweets for sweetie. And I named it that because <laughs> I mean, I could have named it something else, but uh-huh. I'm just corny. But um, so this would just be random acts of kindness. So like flowers, candy or chores mm. for all my mamas or anybody else. Because chores got to be done, whether like you have that, kids or not. I feel like that. I mean, you made that sound really exciting, but I feel like chores is not exciting to any mom. No. Oh, you're saying you, for the dad doing the yeah, chores for the mom. You didn't let let me finish. Ah. Uh, let aha, I see uh, what you did there. Hmm. Let me finish. <laughs> I'm gonna get them, y'all. I'm gonna get them. So, and Brandon has done this before, and it really did like touch my heart. It was really sweet. So, flowers and candy, those things are awesome. I love flowers. I wouldn't say I have a green thumb, but I love the way they look when they're alive. <laughs> Um, candy is always cool too but let's say you want a diet or whatever you don't want no candy um chores are always great and always like a win so you can do something like let's say you get home and those times when i was working three to twelve and um i would come home and of course you would be sleeping Mm -hmm. and i may see like oh he cooked dinner and everything's done but there are a few dirty dishes let me go ahead and just wash this. Um, or if there are laund- if there's laundry out, I may fold it and then put like a sweet little sticky on there to say, I really appreciate you starting the laundry. You mean everything to me, whatever, kissy face, something like that. Right. So it's not just the thing that's done, but leaving like a sticky note or note, like in addition to whatever you did to mm-hmm. say like, hey, I noticed you and I appreciate you and I love you so much and whatever. Right. It just, it puts that, that, that's the, it's like the, the bow on it. Yeah. I, this just reminded me. I remember when I was, um, when I used to Uber, right? Um, before I would leave, or sometimes, I don't know, but you'd be gone. But I would spray my the pillows with my cologne. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I don't know, you oh said it helped gosh, you sleep and stuff. I remember that. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's just, again, it's this, it's this closeness, this intimacy we're talking about, yeah. right? Like, you can almost think of it kind of like uh, like PDAs, right? Mm-hmm. Where if we're out together, I might like have my hand on her back or something, right? Yeah. And just little things that you guys do that really only each other would notice, mm-hmm. right? And maintaining this intimacy is about doing that in as many different ways right. as you can, right. right? Giving each other those cues like, hey, you're still here. I'm still here. I still love you the same way I did before, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't forget that even though we're busy. Right. Yes. So that's all we have, guys. Sorry it was so long, as usual. Like y'all know. This is honestly one of the shorter ones. We have is not it? broken an hour yet. We just packed a lot of information into this talk. Did we? Look at God. Putting notes together will really do it, won't it? Right. Well, skipping a third of the notes definitely helped, too. Okay. So you're trying to play the notes that I put together? <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and cut this off so I can... Don't you do know that. what? Don't I'm going to hit you with this mic. I was looking at them notes like... Mm. I don't know mm. if we're gonna make it through any <laughs> a little at, long. I was like <laughs> we were at the forty five minute mark, I was like, this is about mm. to be we have to do a oh, part two. Oh, that's why you gave me that look like, oh. yeah, so we don't have to say everything because <laughs> we've already said it. I was like, what is happening? Okay, I see what you did there. It's like a Baptist sermon right now. Shut your mouth. Anyways, <laughs> I was trying to be proactive and get everything together. But we really appreciate you guys listening and we hope that you learned a lot and that you laughed a lot with us. Yeah. yeah we love definitely. you guys a whole whole lot. Uh, We're going to go ahead and shut this right on down. You guys know where to find us. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, although we are not as active as we should be on Twitter, but y'all know the deal. Please give us an honest rating and review on iTunes. Uh And we can also be found by email at... Uh, uh, So, sorry. 
had to, or on our page. No, you can no no you can find us on email, but you didn't shout out the the handle for all our socials. So we are at Real Love Podcast on all the social media sites. Um, oh yeah! So hit us up. Um, say what's up. Say whatever you want to say. I don't know. I do it so much better. Yep. Sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah. So if you want to email us, you can email us at reallovepodcast at gmail dot com. And please send us an email. Y'all have not been sending us emails. This is the part of the show where I get on y'all for not sending us emails. Right. Right. Don't yeah. be over here listening and not talking. Right. And, you know, it could just be that y'all didn't make it to the end on all those other episodes. Probably. But this was a shorter one. So. Yeah. Now we can come find you if you didn't email us. But no, send us an email. Tell us what you want to, you know, what you like about the show, what you don't like, what you want to hear. Yeah. All that. Um, And if you want to view past episodes, read more information about us, uh, check out any of the resources that we may have mentioned on past episodes, mm-hmm. all of that information is available on our website at reallovepodcast.com. Yes. And next week we're going to be talking about maintaining intimacy in parenthood. Ooh. So all the mamas and daddies, um, it doesn't matter if you've got one kid or 10 kids, we have talked to other couples or, well, I have, I don't know if you did. Anyway, talk to nobody, bro. Okay. Anyways. And we also have some experiences of our own on how you can maintain that intimacy with the babies so please come ready to listen and learn and laugh and we love y'all good night good night